Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner, our 52nd episode, Jared. Today is Thursday, October 29th. If you are listening on your favorite podcasting service, of which we are on them all, there is also a video on YouTube. Check it out. You can see all the great art. And we have a newsletter shown here on screen where we cover stuff that we cannot fit into these episodes. Either way, please take a look at our Twitter, follow us, and subscribe on YouTube. Really helps us a lot. Appreciate it all. My name is P. You may know me online as Astem. Uh, don't have don't have it pulled up here this time, but I'm joined by my great friend and co-host Jared. How are you doing today, Jared? I'm living the dream, man. Uh, you know, I just got uh, two sick little dudes running around, uh, which would make for a really exciting birthday weekend for my my oldest son. But other than that, I'm I'm doing really awesome, man. It's uh, where I live. the The leaves are changing, and the the temperature is just really awesome. It's my favorite time of year, man. So I'm excited. That's right. It's getting cold. You're going to be able to do your cold plunges in a, a local stream soon. So <laughs> Maybe this is TMI, but I do do like jumping rope outside when it's like 30 degrees out. So I I, I, I forgo the, the cold plunges during winter and just go for straight cold exposure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, glad to hear you're doing well. Sorry to hear about the family. Hopefully everyone feels better soon. And you know, maybe some some art, some art conversation will will make you feel better. Before we dive into all of our stories, just shown on screen here is Jared's profile on Twitter. Give him a like, follow Jared underscore pause. He's the founder of the Eight and a Half Art Digital Asset Fund. So if you want some exposure from an investment standpoint in digital art, hit him up. Also, he has an Eight and a Half Art Mint platform, not Mint platform, platform. And there's a Mint Pass here that I'm seeing. So check that out. Uh, check out Jared, send him or me, or me a DM if you need anything. And then uh, myself, Aston Cloud, here is my uh, my profile here. And also, I made a note here. I had to say it, Jared. Um, we'll talk about this a bit, but I have a Collector's Corner premium service. It's been going on since May. Goal is to collect the best art that will also uh, increase in value. So reach out to me if you are interested in this service or send an email, collectorscornernft at gmail.com. Uh, we called Kim Assendorf's uh, cargo and Flamingo Dow swept 11 of them yesterday up 4x from when we talked about it. So, uh, you know, it's just about identifying, identifying good art and being patient. That's what we do in that that premium uh, private service. And with all that out of the way, let's jump into a sentiment check. Jared, what are you hearing out there in the market? Overall, I believe it is slow. I don't think, I think I'm seeing good volume spread across different projects, but overall, I mean, there's no big sales that we'll get into later on. And overall, I think people are being very conservative with their ETH. You know, I've been I've sat on a couple spaces this week and it feels like the PFP uh realm, obviously not art, but it's just getting beat up like no other. I mean, I was literally on spaces that was talking about our clonex going to zero. And I, I look at that as like the sentiment. And I I do feel like the downside risk is far less than the upside potential. It really just comes down to what timeline you're on. And and that being said, I mean there's 
there's amazing deals out there. If you believe in the art long-term, you and I were talking about a few of them off camera. And I just, I, it gets me excited. It gets me excited about the opportunity. It's just hard if you're, if you're focused on this myopic period of time, the sentiment does feel a little beaten up, but it gives me more and more conviction having been through a couple crypto cycles. When, when you start feeling this bad, if you have the conviction in the space, I think it plays out well long-term. You just gotta, you gotta have the the armor to, to weather through all the, all the getting beaten up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of this is that Bitcoin and Ethereum continue to be in a bit of a holding pattern. In fact, they're, they're down a little bit, at least Ethereum. Bitcoin is still actually holding up, it, it, to me, very bullishly around $28,000, $29,000. And so, you know, we haven't seen either things go up in a while, right? I mean, basically since almost two years now, both Bitcoin and NFTs have been slowly trending down. Some positive things in the market though, we still have really good art, man. Like, and I keep saying this, I know that's not going to change how people feel about, uh, you know, their their net worth, but the art that's coming out, I think it does bring people hope. And, you know, we're going to talk about William upon here in a bit. Uh, but yeah, I, I echo that general sentiment there, but I do think there is... Um, so much cool stuff happening that it's great to see. And and just one clarification, Jared, um, when you say that most of these things are not going to recover, are you talking about the PFPs? I actually think that's applicable to almost all of it. Uh, in all honesty, I think that PFPs, uh, it's going to be dependent on communities rallying around it. I think you're starting to see which communities uh, have like a really core group and can, can thrive long-term and survive. I think with the art, what encourages me most has actually been, you know, in this we'll call it downtime, there's been a flight to quality. I mean, it, it's very analogous to what I'm trying to do with eight nap art, but overall talking to a lot of artists off the record and the, you know, their sentiment is they have to produce high quality uh, art and they just can't slap something across and, and it's going to, you know, up only movement. And I believe that is really good for the long term. The other thing that I'm like, again, you know, behind the scenes, you know, outside of recording conversations is about is is largely about like the onboarding of, you know, new money into the space. And, and I think that the, the flight to quality that we're doing right now will give further validation for new money to come into the space. So, oh, again, overall, really bullish. But yeah, I, I think that there's some we're starting to see a, a big gap ex like be exposed between maybe things that will continue to grow and others that will either stagnate or go down so I, and I say i say that in the art space specifically yeah absolutely and i i agree and look this is expected i mean i've seen a lot of posts that are saying along the lines of 95 percent of nfts are going to zero and I just think this needs to be put into context, right? If you open up a world where anybody can create art and put it out there, it's not necessarily going to be good art, right? So most of it will go to zero because most of it's just not that good. And it's not 95% of the things that you pay attention to are going to zero because you're probably paying attention to the quality, to the top stuff, right? Like we don't think squiggles are going to zero. So just keep that in mind. And one other data point, I think I read something like fewer than 1% of YouTube creators make any money. And that's that's just the point is the internet opens up a great amount of abundance, but with that brings a bunch of noise and things that are you know low effort or low quality. So 
anyways, don't don't let the fear mongering get to you, folks. We're gonna make it through here. I think Let's... your point about ninety five percent will go to zero is probably maybe not zero, but maybe don't return a profit is accurate. And I really like the point you made, which is, but maybe it's not ninety percent of what you're looking at because we're starting to filter out some of the the noise. And overall, I think that's a good point. It's a it's a really good point. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So just just these these takes I see out here. But let's move on, Jared. Let's talk about the uh, Ethereum art market. What are you seeing going on over here? I mean, similar to last week, the the over. Uh... You know, the, the apparent winner and, and just exceeding almost all volume of every other project right now is clearly Winds of Yamanawa. It's been really encouraging to just see. I mean, the seven day volume on this is almost 3,000 ETH. I mean, it's just blowing everything out of the water by an order of magnitude. It's pretty impressive. It's been encouraging to to watch this. Um, you know, I had the the chart up on this and it it feels like there's a you know a pretty good support coming in and that eight to nine ETH. You know, buyers are coming in, obviously a lot of activity, but man, it, this is just encouraging. It's 273 sales, the floor price up 44% in the last seven days. Just the clear winner in the last uh, couple of weeks here. But outside of that, you know, we talked about it. Uh, Flamingo came in and swept some cargo, cargos. Kim Massendorf had 22 sales this week, uh, you know, increasing the floor to 48, 48% to 2.2 ETH. You know, and I think that this was, as you pointed out, it was like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6 a month or two ago. I mean, there's just incredible, incredible attention. Uh, some other things of note to me that was really interesting is contractual obligations. You know, Matt Cain's very controversial uh, project had seven sales. Memory had seven sales. Uh, obviously, some of those being from the stolen pieces. And the other thing that was, uh, there's some good activity on the velocity pass with the anticipation of Snow Pros. Uh, next piece coming out. Uh, so, you know, that that's very encouraging to me to think that people are still rallying behind snow and the the intent behind that velocity pass overall. Other than that, like two ringer sales, no Fidenzas, you know, nothing like crazy, crazy, but yeah, those are the, the clear winners to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It seems like a lot of attention has been on some of the new projects coming out. Certainly Winds of Yawanawa. We'll talk about Sketchbook A coming up uh but really awesome summary agree with everything that you said here um glad to see some volume even if it's uh kind of not directed where it normally is um let's talk about the tezos side uh, i got i gotta be honest like there's really just doesn't seem to be a lot going on in fx hash these days what's most notable to me here um is well of course the the low volumes but that's not been new almost a lot of it here is being driven by Kim Assendorf's projects and sort of the overflow from the sales that are happening on the Ethereum side, but not a lot of new projects in here. And, you know, um, so overall, a little bit of a an anemic week here for the FX hash side, only five projects over a thousand. Um, you know, there was some some kinder garden monument sales. There's one in particular that I thought was really nice that I wanted to highlight. Um, let me find it here. I think it was this one for 2100. Yeah, I like these blues. But um, yeah, anything that you noticed, Jared, on the FX hash side this week? I, I agree with everything you said. The one thing I will say, I did want to double tap on this uh, Kinder Garden. The floor on this is extremely thin. I mean, full disclosure, big bag holder here uh, for the fund. Uh, but I mean, the, the, the floor seems pretty thin and 
there's some really beautiful pieces close to the floor. I can see easily see it running up in due time, but you know, really, really beautiful outputs from two of the Tezos goats, right? Zankin and Yazid. So just want to bring attention to it. Not saying you have to go buy anything, but if you are in the market for it, there's some, I mean, there's some really rare pink pal or like pink paper uh, backgrounds close to the floor. So I've been trying to negotiate a few of them. Nobody's budging, but you know, good value if you're looking for it uh, in that project. Absolutely. How are things going with squiggles? So the good news is it's up from last week. The bad news is it's still down from what I would consider that the norm. So you have 135 ETH in seven day volume. That's up from 97 last week. I can't tell you the last time I saw it in double digits other than last week. So good to see a little bit of recovery. The thing that's a little bit discouraging is the floor continues to leak down and you saw a, a pretty substantial drop from 9.6 last week to 9.1 this week. And I would say that the the sales at 14 versus nine last week, again, it's up, that's encouraging, but still on the low side. And all of the highlights this week, I mean, most of the sales are really weath bids um, with some of them dipping into the eights. I think if you're looking at this thing long-term, like there's a really good value play there, but man, uh, when you go down the the sales, it's almost all weath bids. I mean, a, a substantial portion of it. Um, and then there's just... You know, the liquidity is at the floor. There's a, there was a nice color spread 10 for 12.5. A nice one just sold this morning. Um, oh, wow. Look at that fuzzy or that slinky for 10. Must have just clicked off in the like since I clicked refresh. But, you know, a beautiful looks like a long segment piece. But, man, it's a, it's really about uh, finding a good deal. Uh, but that being said, I'm, you know, I'm trying to negotiate a, you know, a deal for over 100 ETH and a number of different squiggles. So, I think there's a good opportunity again with a long enough perspective. Brilliant. Love it. Do a quick tap on friendship bracelets, friendship bracelets, volume. Uh, the, the short version is it's about the same as last week, five and a half ETH of volume versus six floor price at 0.075 versus 0.078 sales, 68 sales versus 70. Or when I checked, it was 68 sales. Uh, interestingly, a lot in the last 24 hours. Uh, so something's going on there. It seems like once they dip low enough, people come in and buy. So it, showing 88 here, it's so 68 when I showed before, looked before, excuse me, and uh, about a thousand listed, 1,027 on Blur. So um, really not a lot going on. Friendship bracelets, I think we're waiting for a catalyst to see these truly move, uh, but they are reflecting the overall low liquidity environment that we have been seeing. Uh, let's jump in right to some release recaps. First one is Apophanies by Corey Haber. We mentioned this collection. It's a really cool collection in the sense that um, every single piece comes with a physical and that physical is created uh, with a plotter, but instead of using ink, it's an oil painting. And that's actually a really interesting and, and unique way of doing this. I haven't seen it before, uh, but apparently it takes a really long time. He says it's going to take him a whole year to to plot them all because it, it takes a long time. But they had their auction. It was a 1.5 Ether reserve, meaning you that is the minimum bid you could place in order to get one. And only 28 out of 95 were sold. Corey did tweet that the rest of them would be um, you know, sold at a fixed price in the future. I think that's basically saying, hey, we don't want less than this, but we're willing to wait it out in the market. Um, I think that it's, you know, the story here, we're talking about release recaps. What does this tell us about the current state of the market? To me, this just shows that the market is tight. Uh, one and a half ETH is a lot 
for an artist. Um, and, and, you know, if you're Tyler Hobbs or William Mapon, you can get away with it. But I think that's in large part because uh, those are really like the superstar artists of our time and a few a few others, of course. Uh, but the other part of it is the resale value, right? Like, how do you resell this physical that you don't even have yet? Uh, and I do think that factors in. I think that people want the liquidity, right? Maybe resale is not the right word, but rather the lack of liquidity that comes with this physical and this type of release. So I think that's what we're seeing here. Uh, but would love any thoughts you have on it, Jared. I will say, you know, while this is a difficult conversation, um, you know, Corey's an incredible artist. I love this idea. You know, I'd be remiss if we didn't at least touch on it to, as a state of the market. Maybe it's bad timing, but I agree with you. Like the, in the digital art space, like being tied to physical is, is hard. I think that this is really, <clears throat> it's really about uh, a buyer who maybe wants to hold on to this for a longer period of time. I really enjoy the outputs, uh, the physical outputs of just watching it with that, that uh, on the, that I'll call it variation of, of plotting with a unique material, but overall, man, this is, uh, it's encouraging to see that they're going to persist through this. And I do want to encourage anybody who maybe didn't see it to go take a look at it, but I agree with you just an overall sign of the times more than anything. And uh, I wish nothing but the best for, for Corey, cause he is a very talented artist. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and look, I mean, let, let's just, let's just for the sake of uh, argument run a little bit of math. Right. I mean, I, I think that many artists and I, and I don't know um, if Corey is full time, but you know, what, what do we sell? We, we sold uh 1.5 ETH each times 28. And actually I think some of the bids came in higher. I'm not sure if that, uh, yeah, I don't think there was a rebate. So we'll call it like loosely 45 ETH. Uh, that's, that's $70,000. Like it, it's not a bad outcome. I don't know their, their costs here. Um, but I just think sometimes it's good to put in perspective. $70,000 is, is still a lot of money right now. Yes. He didn't sell out. Yes. The price was perhaps too high, but, but that's okay too. All right. I don't think we should look at it as a devastating thing. And I'm not saying you're saying that, but I just want to say, Hey, that this is not even necessarily negative. It's just a, this is, this is what the market is. And now we know, and perhaps that helps folks make decisions on uh, how they might price their next releases, et cetera. Uh, but let's move on. Sketchbook A by William Upon. This has been the talk of the discords, talk of the town, so to speak. So this is Mapon's next long form generative output. There's only 60 of these being sold. They're sold as mint passes. However, you get to save your output and apply that to your mint pass. But what's been really interesting is how much the crowd has really resonated with this uh, over or almost a million of these have been generated. Uh, also, interestingly, Jared, uh, Jamie from verse posted out these stats, a million generated, but, uh, but uh, that's from if a thousand collectors or a thousand users, I should say on their site. So it kind of shows you how many people are paying attention. Uh, a thousand is, uh, kind of what we had thought, but putting some numbers to it can, can be a little bit striking anyways. Uh, sketchbook a, uh, the, uh, the auction ends next, or excuse me, tomorrow, but we're currently, Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but we're currently looking at a minimum bid of $1,500 when I last checked it. Uh, I imagine that's going to go a bit higher uh, because people really, really are hyped about this. I'm hearing a lot of people saying this is one of the best standard algorithms I've ever seen. I kind of agree. None of them are bad. There are some rarities. They all seem distinct. Uh, but yeah, I, I it's just 
really uh great art and really happy for William. There you go. The the minimum bids are already up to two thousand dollars. I, I think we see this closer to five, but curious to have any thoughts that you have on this, Jared. I think the it's encouraging to see about a million outputs of these. And it, my Twitter timeline's just been or X timeline has been blown up with like all the different variations. And it's cool to see what people are going to. I love the almost QQL-esque type uh, engagement on this with only 60 pieces. I really am interested to see like which of the outputs get minted. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, with the amount of enthusiasm around this and only 60 pieces, I think there's 64 total, but four being held back for, for William or, or some other aspect of it. I am actually on the opposite end of the spectrum. I think this could go well over five ETH. Um, it just, it feels like there's a lot of enthusiasm around this. And with, I mean, you know, this auctions, the, there's a, the auction extends too, right? So I can see this thing going on for quite some period of time. I, I really do think that this uh, goes higher than most people think because there's only 60 of them and the algorithm is very well embraced. I think the thing that's interesting to me is there's only a thousand people playing with it. Um, it just, again, to me, it's indicative of a data point of we are still early. You know, I would have imagined way more than a thousand people uh, playing around with the seeds. Yeah, I, I would have thought that as well. And that doesn't mean there aren't more people who are fans of it. I mean, you actually have to log in in order or create a login in order to do this. So perhaps that's a bit of a barrier for folks. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm very curious to see where it goes for as well. I have my predictions, but uh, we'll we'll just have to see. That's why we do this release recaps. And on to some gen art news. The first one is we have a giveaway for a signed print of Sketchbook A. And I, you know, I forgot to mention this part. Part of the reason why people are playing with this is that even if you do not get one of those 64 mint passes, you can purchase a print of whichever output that you may have found for $650. So we are giving away a print and also three months of the premium discord, my premium discord. So what you do is you just reply to this message here, follow me, ask them, follow collector's corner and retweet. And we're going to go through, you can submit to, and the collector's corner premium community is going to be choosing the winners. And yes, there will be community members who get to input, but we're gonna we're gonna blind this so people don't know who uh, inputted the one that that they're voting for. Um, and I'm excited about this because one, I I just want people to play with this algorithm. I think it's such a good algorithm. It's so much fun. I've generated over a thousand outputs myself. Uh, the, these two actually shown on screen are my favorite ones that I generated. Uh, but there's a great variety here. And I think it's just a great way to get exposed to gen art. You don't have to buy the print, just play with it. Uh, and if you see something you really like, post it. Maybe you'll get the print, $650, or join the premium community. Either way, um, wanted to just put something out there that just gets everybody behind the art and and not just thinking about prices, uh, despite the fact that we just talked about markets. Uh, any thoughts on this, Jared? I know you and I haven't really even talked about this. Submit your submissions, man. Three months free of Collector's Corner Premium so you can get all that alpha we talked about earlier. Do it. Everybody should there be submitting. There is alpha. There is alpha. The next thing that I wanted to talk about is news. And uh, Jared, you and I have not talked about this. So folks, we're going to get some candid thoughts from Jared. Um, Emergent Properties has this open beta market. Now, what is this? Essentially, I think the best way to conceptualize this is 
Um, if you click on their little multicolored thing here, you see Emergent Properties Open Studio. And you say, okay, well, what is this? You scroll down and you see some pricing. If this looks familiar to you, it's because it's kind of like MidJourney. But what they've done is they've made it so that you have a PJ5S pipeline so you can you know, really bring in generative art. Uh, but they also allow you to prompt by text. Now, I, I'm, I've joined the waitlist. I don't know all the details yet, uh, so I'll find out some more. But the way that, to think about this is this is enabling people to create long-form generative AI collections. So the way that MidJourney allowed you to just type in a text and make art, I believe here you can type in just some text prompt and create a long-form project. And what really is striking to me about this is the amount of art that has released on this. I mean, it's not even open yet. There's over, there's 157 collections. It's been out for just six, uh, yeah, 16 days. So it, it's just coming out, but a lot of art coming out, a lot of creativity being unlocked. I think this is an interesting one to watch. This is my personal favorite uh, of the ones that have come through. So you get a sense of the kind of variety that one can make. And I'm not saying this is going to be great art. In fact, most of it probably won't be. This reminds me a little bit of like FX hash, but now almost anybody can unlock it and become uh, a, a long form generative AI artist. So I'm keeping my eye on what emerges from there, but really cool what they're doing here. I, I think I kind of see the vision. I don't know if it'll take off, but I hope it does in the sense that I hope it unlocks a lot of people's creativity. Um, have, have you seen this, Jared? And uh, what are your initial thoughts? I have not seen it. My initial thoughts are is everything was listed on Tezos. Is this a Tezos only platform or can it span to ETH? You know, I, I believe it is Tezos only at the moment, uh, but I wonder if they are planning to do this on ETH. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, they are. there you go. We oh, we have one oh, on Ethereum. So there is an Ethereum option, but it doesn't seem like the artists have taken that yet. Perhaps it you know costs more to, to upload the mints. It, yeah, it's a lot more to load it up coming from a platform side. Now, I will say this is very encouraging. I agree with you. I think this is really going to help this is an early in indicator to me of like, there's going to be a future where it's like somebody like Matt Delorier or Matt Kane, like there's going to be artists who code, right? Their own work. And then there's going to be artists who get help from AI and other, other tools. I'm not saying either one is wrong. I think both are very creative, but I'm, I'm really, this to me prompts the the conversation and the thought of like, am I overcomplicating it? Or is there really a world where, the, the prioritization of people who code is is valued more. But overall, I think that this is really, really dope. I think it needs to be you know advocated from every single mountaintop because the more people who come in and play with it, the more awareness you'll get for the space. And overall, very, very bullish. Yeah, and look, the more people who create art, the better art we'll get, right? So I'll, I'll drop two little bits of potential alpha. If you want the first collection on this platform, it's still minting. There are uh, almost five, almost 600, excuse me, over 600 left uh, at one Tezos. It doesn't really say anything, but you know, provenance. Um, and probably the, the nicest collection that I found on here, and full disclosure, I did mint one of the first ones and I did mint one of these 10 Tezos, but some are distortions by Pixel Shard. And 
like you can already see I, I think this is worth folks hopping on here and playing around because there's a lot of fears around okay well is everybody just going to become an ai artist and we have so much art and there's no way to dis to differentiate and i think once you start looking around here you will see pretty quickly what is actually really good art and and maybe what is more uh, replicable so uh would encourage folks to check that out regardless and and keep an eye on it uh jared let's do some great art at great prices you got a couple teed up yeah, you brought this up in the the premium Discord, but it was just a reminder to me uh, of how great it is. But Lars Wander is an amazing artist. I think a lot of his art demands uh, a, a big premium. Full disclosure, I'm a collector of Unfolded. I have one listed, so like I want to be very clear. I'm not trying to show, but if you want exposure to Lars Wander, I mean, this is amazing. For 275 Tez floor, I mean, that's that's a really potentially like great buy and then you know again you can get the exposure for just look at the one on the you know right off the floor at 290 that one i think is stunning so uh i might go buy it for my personal wallet but that being said there, there's just if you want lars exposure this is an amazing project with a really good variety and i think that aesthetically it presents really well so really really uh interesting play there if you're in the market absolutely you, so you the, get some Kim gems, Kim. Yeah. Gems. So the other thing that I've been fascinated with the action around Kim Asendorf, but I, I started going into different corners of, of his work. And I always try to go to the artist's object page and just go into created. I bring this up because one, there's a project that I wasn't even aware of called color grid. That's, you know, almost every single one has a 2,500 Tez bid on it which i find very interesting but other than that if you scroll down a little bit oh i'm sorry there's no it's all good there's some uh there's some additions that you know you can get some exposure right there like untitled eight you know 250 tez again if this floats your boat or you just want exposure to uh to kim i mean that's like what 150 bucks you know, for an addition out of 30 and i just gotta think that like that's an amazing opportunity relative to the cost of all of his other work so there's that and then there's like a kind of a cute little one like pertaining to a squiggle for 290 tes again an addition out of 50 but not saying that these are going to be major major like come-ups but if you want kim's exposure i found these additions these older additions to be a really fun corner of the collection and his work that doesn't normally get uh highlighted Absolutely. These are so cool. I'm glad you brought these up. I, I haven't seen them. I wonder if it's, um, who was it that put all those bids? Larandum, I think, put all the bids on his yeah, monogrid. I wonder yeah. if that's uh, that's who's putting all these bids out here as well. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised given the the size. And I'll check it out. Basha, uh, a collector's corner premium member. So folks, folks know what's up. Uh, the last great art, great prices creatures by Florian Zumbrun. Florian actually had an art blocks presents, uh, release mm, tout trace. I believe it was called, uh, six or so months ago, but creatures is probably my favorite project of Florian's, uh, really just wonderful textures that, uh, you know, I really feel like I can reach out and, and feel them. So wanted to highlight this cause I'm a fan, uh, full disclosure holder, nothing listed, 40 Tesla floor here feels feels cheap for some really nice art that I you know and I really want to get a digital screen so I can just start displaying more of this stuff and looking at it that's uh that's high up on my list uh but before that the digital art fair 
upcoming releases. This is happening in Hong Kong right now, 19th of October through the end of the weekend, the 23rd. Some great art on display. You might see it on the uh, Twitter on X. I saw Winds of Yo and Now We're There that people were having fun with. Uh, but this also has some NFTs being released. Alita Sun has a unique NFT here for 4 ETH. Really cool one. Melissa Widerecht has uh, some art with motion here. We'll talk about her in a second. Linda Dunia, Downia. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, and this one I really wanted to highlight. I haven't seen this artist before, but I love this work. Uh, che Yu Wu, uh, all for 0.4 ETH. So it looks like something like uh, one, of, one of 10 or so. Uh, so great exhibition going on there. Just wanted to shout that one out. Um, I'll throw it over to you, Jared, for the next one. Yeah, Melissa W. to continue on that theme. Uh, big fan of her work. She has a Art Blocks Presents. It's her third Art Blocks project, the second of which is a Presents. And I'm going to butcher the name of this thing, but Bakur Asandal. And it comes out on 1023, 200 pieces in an exponential Dutch auction. I think that. Well, I haven't seen a lot of motion in, in some of Melissa's work. This one does have motion. I think they're really stunning. I'm curious to see where this thing lands for a floor price and what level of variety comes out of it. But just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention. This one's, uh, it could be exciting, honestly. It could be for, for an art blocks presents. I mean, it these are really cool. I think we're tapping into the trend of art with motion. We talked about it a little bit before. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but yeah, uh, super cool work. I'm, I, I kind of think this could have been a curated. I hate to say it. I know we say that a lot. Uh, and I'm a little bit sad that Artblocks got rid of the Playground designation because Melissa has released an Artblocks curated before and uh, Playground was meant for prior curated artists to just come and release stuff. Uh, but now it kind of gets lumped in with the presents. That's okay. We'll be keeping an eye on it. Um, yeah, I like these. These are these are really nice. So I I would be in the market for a, you know, at, for a cheap price for sure. Uh, but we'll see how they go. A couple artists to highlight to round it out. You've been talking Kim a lot, Jared. Yeah, just there. not that it needs more mention, but Kim to me has been at a forefront and pioneered his own style. Right, like he's he's highlighted this week because he's just continuing to be uh, a game changer and you know the he's quickly becoming to the top of conversations for any sort of like art with motion. We've seen a tremendous rise uh, in cargo. And then, you know, there's some, a lot of action on his Tezos work. So, and you're starting to see those at all time highs. Uh, I, I just, Kim's work is at the top of people's mind right now. And it is, uh, you know, it's a very dynamic piece. I think it's very, especially when you click into the motion, whether it's the, the monogrids or a color grid and you start to see just like it's beautiful when it's still and it it's captivating when you put on the motion i know you're a big advocate of motions within nfts i think that this could age well long term so not that this episode isn't been about kim the entire time but i would be remiss if we didn't say check out the work start checking out the different corners of of the work on all the different chains because chances are there's something there for you i'm it's just I'm I'm continually impressed with it, and kudos to you for calling this out as early as May of this year uh, for all of Kim's work. For those who listened, you're in a good position. For those who didn't, you might be having a little bit of FOMO, but there's still opportunity, I guess is my point. Yeah, and full disclosure, I didn't even buy a cargo um, when I talked about it, uh, but I it's because I have Monogrid by Kim, and I just love it. I just like 
nothing is going to replace monogrid for me personally and from the time i first saw them i was like wow these are super cool uh and if you take a quick look here there is one for sale for 5000 tezos and nothing else although people have been accepting bids in the 2000 tezos range uh last artist i wanted to highlight well, it's a lot of issues with x lately is ixnay okay ixnay recently released uh because unless until it was artblocks curated it has perpetual motion and it, they change day over day. And these, about 40 of them were bought yesterday. Floor price up to 0.16. Still pretty, you know, pretty affordable. And there are 650 pieces to this collection. But Ixnay is awesome. Got to meet him in Marfa. Really nice guy. Uh, you know, glad to see him having the success. And he's a favorite it, within the Artblocks community. He has released multiple projects. This is just the latest one and the first that was a curated so I think, um, you know, somebody definitely worth having on your radar and knowing about. And that's it. That's our show. Any parting words, Jared? I will say that the 8NAP Art Mint Pass is open to public minting. So if you have any inquiries or questions about that, I literally just sent the first round of the first artist project to Astom. So I'm excited to see and hear his feedback. We are, I should tweet about this, but we are making progress and I'm super excited for what's to come at the remainder of this year and at into 2024, but great foundations being put in and excited to announce some of this stuff for, for everybody else. So thank you for giving me the platform to share some of this stuff, man. Awesome. Can't wait to hear it. And if you made it this far, well, this will be in the newsletter, but giving away a month free trial of Collector's Corner Premium. If you want the three months, you got to enter the competition. But for a month, you can check it out. Just send me a DM, send us a DM, collectors underscore XYZ, or ask them cloud. We'll get you in there. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate you all. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Number 52, Jared. It's technically been a year, although it, we skipped some weeks, so it's already been a year in the books. It's uh, it's our, our work year, so another huge milestone we ain't going nowhere. Uh, like, support, follow, engage. Let us know what we can do to improve your experience. And uh, we, like I said, we ain't going nowhere. Ask them. We're here to stay. We love the art, and uh, would love to hear from all of you. That's right. That's right. All right, everybody. Until next week. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.